What's happening, everybody? On today's show, a bombshell at Alabama as they part ways with head baseball coach Brad Bohannon following an investigation into suspicious wagering activity. And ESPN put out their post-spring top 25. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. And shout out to our everydayers who are checking us out every day right here on Locked On SEC. All right, let's jump into it. The big bombshell story that just came out uh, in the last uh, 24 hours or so, depending on where you're listening to this. Alabama has fired head baseball coach Brad Bohannon for violating the standards, duties, and responsibilities expected of university employees. This is coming from University of Alabama. The decision comes after reports of suspicious wagering activity surrounding Alabama baseball games. This comes less than three days after an ESPN report raised questions about suspicious wagering activity happening uh, regarding Alabama baseball games, leading many states to have all bets on the teams suspended. Uh, The betting probe comes weeks after Bohannon and uh, Jackson were sued by a former player, along with Alabama's athletic trainer, Sean Stryker, due to alleged mistreatment after an injury. Bohannon has been under contract, uh, had been under contract through June of 2025. Just signed a two-year extension a couple years ago, and the new deal paid him $475,000 for this season. It's not clear yet if Bohannon or any Alabama players had any connection to the suspicious wagering activity that was detected. So here's kind of what it, how it went down. ESPN first reported Monday evening that the Ohio Casino Control Commission suspended betting on Alabama baseball games at their state's legal sportsbook after U.S. Integrity, which is a Las Vegas-based independent monitor, detected some suspicious bets that happened on Friday's Alabama LSU game. Basically... The bets in question were placed Friday at the BetMGM Sportsbook at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. So, like, the Cincinnati Reds, they were on a road trip. They weren't even playing there. They have a sportsbook there at their ballpark, and somebody walks in and places two pretty significant bets, according to reports, one on LSU to win straight up and another on a parlay that included LSU to win. Uh, this is what it said. It said, Ronnie Johns, the chairman of the Louisiana Gaming Control Board, told NOLA.com one of the bets was a parlay involving the Bama-LSU game and another was a large straight-up bet on the game. Both wagered LSU would win. Now, the details we know, Alabama sophomore pitcher Luke Holman was scheduled to start Friday night's game, but according to Alabama's game recap, reliever Hagen Banks was told an hour before first pitch he would be starting in Holman's place. Holman was scratched after experiencing, quote, back tightness before the game. Alabama lost the game 8-6. to six. Now, NCAA rules prohibit participation in sports wagering activities and from providing information to individuals involved in or associated with any type of sports wagering activities. So did Brad Bohannon have a buddy or a relative up there in Cincinnati and called them and said, hey, we're, ch- we're changing pitchers. You may want to bet on LSU tonight. I don't know. We don't know the, the full details of the scope of what happened here. We're going to find that out, you know, in the coming weeks to, to days. Uh, but Alabama said Tuesday evening it became aware of the situation Monday evening 
and is actively seeking information about the report. The SEC, they issued a statement on Wednesday night saying, uh, Greg Sankey saying, we are aware of the reports related to the suspension of wagering on Alabama baseball games. We'll continue to monitor available information and any regulatory activity. As many states have acted to legalize sports gambling, we're reminded of the threats gambling may pose to the competitive integrity of the game. So Greg Sankey and the SEC office, they, you know, they start looking into this. And uh, on Thursday, Alabama baseball officially names Jason Jackson as their interim coach, firing Brad Bohannon uh, for violating the university standards. Uh, Greg Byrne announced he has initiated the termination process for head coach Brad Bohannon for violating the standards, duties, and responsibilities expected of employees. Bohannon has been relieved of all duties, and Jason Jackson steps in. Jackson takes over a team that has been in the midst of, like we said, this gambling investigation and, and on top of the uh, the former player lawsuit and all this kind of stuff. It just Maybe it was just sticky territory. You know, maybe it wasn't just on uh, falling on Bohannon himself. But, man, just a, a tough, tough situation all around for an Alabama athletic program that has had to deal with, you know, the football team losing two games last year. I know that's not you know the end-all, be-all, but for Alabama fans, a lot of them would say, you know, the, the end of the world, chicken little, the sky is falling. We lost two games. We, you know, Georgia's now won back-to-back championships, a team that we think we're better than. You compound that with uh, Alabama basketball having – their greatest success in many, many years. But then the scandal with one of your players involved in a shooting, Brandon Miller, your best player, not, you know, somewhat involved, but not suspended and all this. And, you know, there's controversy surrounding that. And now controversy surrounding Alabama baseball. And again, keep in mind, I'm not saying these are all the same things. Obviously, a shooting on a team is the most, you know, a player shooting and killing somebody, that's the most dire of all this, right? That's that's head head and shoulders bigger than any of this other stuff. But betting on, you know, being connected to betting on a sport and you maybe having some say or pull in how things went down, that's pretty big too. Saban losing two games is the most minute bad thing that's happened to Alabama. But again, ask Alabama fans how they feel about it. It's the end of the world when Saban loses games. But I say all that jokingly to to come back around and say, uh, man, this is sports betting is it's here to stay. It's being legalized in more and more states around the SEC. And I think as time goes on, man, it is it's going to be interesting to see what kind of policies the SEC continues to evolve uh, with and standards they put in to protect the integrity of the game. You know, NIL is a real deal now. Uh, boosters and, and all this kind of stuff, those people have a lot of money. They can put it their money where their mouth is. And, you know, what's to say we won't find a – you know, an old SMU type deal or an old, uh, you know, was it the, the Chicago Black Sox, you know, take a payoff to tank a game and let me go bet on this game or whatever. But uh, nonetheless, uh, not a great situation. We like Brad Bohannon. Thought he did a great job last year with Alabama. Uh, they seemed to be kind of heading in the right direction. They were, you know, middle of the pack this year. And, you know, despite getting swept by LSU this past weekend, they put up a fight. They scored a ton of runs in all three games. But you just go back to what were the details around this person in Cincinnati going and placing these huge bets on LSU to win, and what was the connection from that person to Alabama baseball, to Brad Bohannon, and was there some intel on, hey, we're switching pitchers up. Uh, You might want to go put a a heavy wager on LSU to win this game because, you know, no offense to the kid who started, but maybe he's not as good and just 
sticky, sticky situation. So, again, I say all to say these are the details we know. We don't, you know, we're speculating on the tie with Brad Bohannon, but I'm sure we'll find that out in the coming days. In fact, by the time you're listening to this, there may be more details out on this. But this is what we know now. And, man, just a uh, not what you want from your baseball program, especially a guy who seemed to have Alabama baseball heading in the right direction in, in Brad Bohannon. So, nonetheless, uh, we will keep you up to date on more of this story as it continues. Hey, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we are going to run through the ESPN post-spring top 25 rankings, Mark Schleybaugh and company. I want to remind you, if you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, you need to go get the best tasting protein bar out there, and that is Built Bar. You've got to try them. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, you got to go with Built Bars and the Built Puffs as well. Built Bars are healthy. They taste amazing. They have, uh, you know, covered in 100% real chocolate. They got all the great macros you want, you know, low in calories, 130 calories, Four grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein packed into many of the protein or of the built bars. Great for a post-workout snack. Both uh, great for you know late afternoon. You're traveling. You just need something to keep the uh, wolf away from the door. Built bars are the way to go. And now you you can go to uh, built.com right now. See all the delicious flavors they got there for you. And of course, you can find them in your neighborhood. Sam's Club is stocking them up now. Walmart as well. So go try them today. You will not regret it. Uh, Try all the flavors. Some I like, some I like more than others. Some are just really good, better than others. But Built Bar is the way to go. Go check them out right now, built.com, and order a box today. All right, continue on here on Locked On SEC. And I want to get into this as ESPN has put out their post-spring top 25 rankings. Six SEC teams overall are ranked, and we'll go from top to bottom here because you guys kind of know who the top teams are. And we're going to start with the Georgia Bulldogs. They lead the way at uh, number one in the uh, ESPN post-spring top 25 rankings. Mark Schleybaugh ranked the teams. He noted that Georgia is still number one in their uh, second edition of the way-too-early top 25, even with 10 players drafted in last week's NFL draft. Hey, guess what? Georgia did the same thing a year ago. They lost 15 players and they still went, you know, they went undefeated and won a national championship. So Georgia in a really good spot. No surprise there that they are the preseason number one. Alabama is the next one that's very interesting. Uh, Mark Schleybaugh and ESPN's got Alabama at number six. It's kind of weird, right? Like coming out of December, January, I think a lot of people were thinking, okay, maybe Alabama number two, number three, like they're going to bounce back. Nick Saban typically does. History shows when he loses a couple games that next season, he goes on a tear. They either go undefeated or one loss season. They win the SEC West. A lot of times they win the SEC. They get to the playoff. They do some damage. They get to the national championship game. This is just what we've come to know from Alabama and Nick Saban throughout his tenure there at Alabama. The problem is, Alabama's got the huge question at quarterback. They bring in Tyler Buckner. They still have Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson. Who's going to win the job? I think whoever wins it will be very good and in a position to win, but that guy's not Bryce Young. That guy's not Matt Jones. That guy is not Tua. So we just we question Alabama. That's why I think Mark Schleybaugh and company have them down at number six. But lo and behold, I think we think the defense is going to be uh, maybe a little bit better this year. You, you lose Will Anderson, you lose Brian Branch, you lose a, a lot of guys, and that's going to hurt. 
But I think Kevin Steele is going to get them back to being more fundamentally sound, more aggressive. We saw them blitzing a lot more in the, uh, you know, in the the spring game. And, and granted, it's a spring game, but I was surprised how much they were blitzing. I mean, we've just come. Kevin Steele is going to be aggressive, and uh, so anyway, that's where they have uh, Alabama down at number six. So filling in the top five, it's Georgia number one, Michigan number two. Florida State number three. It just feels really high for a team. They bring back a lot. Yeah, Jordan Travis is back there. And, uh, you know, Mike Norvell seems to have saved his job there. Uh, USC coming at number four. As we know, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams is back. But can we can we stop ignoring that they lost to Tulane in a bowl game? Like, it's with Caleb Williams at quarterback. We feel like that's a missed fact here. Everybody's just assuming, oh, USC, they can go undefeated. They're going to run the table, win the Pac-12. Okay, but let's not ignore they lost to Tulane in a bowl game. Ohio State, uh, they come in at number five. The previous ranking, they had them at number two. Big questions there, quarterback, a lot like Alabama. Kyle McCord took the first step in taking over the reins from C.J. Stroud with a good performance in the spring game. Uh, Devin Brown, he missed the spring game with a finger injury. So we'll continue to monitor Ohio State's uh, quarterback battle and see how that goes. But, uh, again, just the unknown there, much like Alabama where neither Jalen Miller nor Ty Simpson looked ready to fill the shoes of Bryce Young. They bring in Tyler Buckner. But, look, those pieces at Alabama, I like Justice Haynes uh, at running back. I think he's going to be a force. And, of course, Dallas Turner uh, on the defense is going to be a monster as well. LSU comes in at number seven. This is up a spot for where Schleyball had him uh, earlier in the spring. He's got them at number seven overall. Uh, and Schleyball says, are the Tigers ready to return to the top of the SEC under Brian Kelly? They took down Bama in overtime last season. Nearly lost at Arkansas. We're blown out by a bad A&M team. But Jaden Daniels at quarterback should be better in his second season at LSU. Year two in the Mike Denbrock offense. And he'll have good weapons to throw to. Malik Neighbors, Kyron Lacey, Aaron Anderson comes over from Alabama. And then on their defensive line, they get Mason Smith back from the torn ACL. Makai Wingo had a great year last year. Harold Perkins was the talk of the SEC. So LSU in a good spot there. Right at number seven, one spot behind Alabama. So in the top 10 from the SEC, again, this is ESPN's post-spring top 25 rankings. Mark Schleybaugh's got Georgia 1, Bama 6, LSU 7. Where has he got the rest of the pack? Well, he's got Tennessee coming in at number 11, just behind future SEC foe, the Texas Longhorns, at number 10. But here's what he says about Tennessee. So did the Volunteers catch lightning in a bottle last year with Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, and Cedric Tillman? We're going to find that out, as all three are now in the NFL. Joe Milton takes over full-time as the quarterback. We saw him in the Orange Bowl, looked very good in the win over Clemson. Freshman Nico Yamaliava, the number six pocket passer in ESPN's top 300. He looks good. He's six foot six, wasn't overwhelmed by the tempo of the hurry up offense. And Brew McCoy, he missed the spring uh, along with Dante Thornton. He was held out at the spring game. So the Vols have weapons. Can they put it all together like they did a year ago? We're going to find out. And I wanted to tie in this. If you missed it, Josh Heupel speaking this past week at the Big Orange Caravan. He told fans in attendance to expect an elite defense from the Vols going forward this year. That he believes that when you look at Tennessee's defense, they were not up to par last year. And he said to take the next step, improvement is needed. He said we're not going to play good defense. We are going to play elite defense at Tennessee. I think some people are just questioning, do they have the dogs to do that. The Vols will need to replace last year's leading sacker in Byron Young. They do return star linebacker Aaron Beasley. 
potential breakout player on the edge in Tyler Barron. But defensive uh, coordinator Tim Banks, he was aggressive in his approach last year. Can they build off of that? That is the big question for Tennessee as we look to them. But they come in at number 11. Coming in at number, uh, you got to go down a ways for the next SEC team. You got to go down all the way to number 22. You find Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels, where Schleybaugh says, look, you know, the quarterback is the big question here. Jackson Dart remains, probably remains a starter heading into the summer, but Spencer Sanders looked really good in the spring game. Walker Howard looked good. Some new pieces on that defense with Monty Montgomery, uh, Zamari Walton, John Saunders, and, you know, with the new uh, D.C. and Pete Golding, how much improved can that Ole Miss defense be? As Schleybaugh says, few FBS teams had as much turnover as the Rebels underwent a dramatic roster and coaching staff changes after they dropped their last four games of last year. Six new assistant coaches for Lane Kiffin. They will try to improve a defensive unit that allowed 34.5 points per game during their late season swoon. So, yes, to me, Tennessee, they want to get their defense better. Ole Miss, they have to get their defense better. And rounding out the uh, SEC teams ranked in Mark Slaybaugh's post-spring top 25 rankings, Kentucky comes in at number 24. And here's what he says about Kentucky. He says, while much of the attention this spring might have been on the transfers replacing Will Levis, uh, like Devin Leary, and then, uh, you know, you lose running back Chris Rodriguez, you bring in Vandy, uh, running back Ray Davis. He said, rebuilding a porous offensive line was the primary focus for Mark Stoops and uh, returning, you know, for a second stint, new OC Liam Cohen. The Wildcats ranked 112th in the FBS in scoring last year and 116th in total offense. They gave up 46 sacks last year, the most by any Power 5 program. You bring in Northern Illinois transfer Marcus Cox, working at left tackle. Eli Cox moved to right guard from center. Uh, Jaeger Burton, uh, Jagger Burton, rather, was working at center. So, You've got some uh, you got some pieces there, and they got a commitment from USC's Cortland Ford, who they think projects could come in and fill that right tackle hole. So that's the biggest problem with Kentucky. Fix that O-line. I think the defense can be okay. Mark Stoops always has pretty good to, to great defenses. Can Devin Leary live up to the hype? The former NC State guy who was one of the top quarterbacks in the transfer portal, expecting big things out of him. So there you have it. That's Mark Schleybaugh's. Post-spring top 25 again. We'll see. I'm sure these rankings will all change as we get into the summer months. Uh, Coming up next on Locked on SEC, we'll run through some uh, SEC basketball portal news. That's coming your way in just a sec. All right, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. A reminder to check out next week's shows. We're going to have some more great guests joining us. We're going to start to look ahead to a little bit the SEC media day, start to talk about some of the guys who are going to be making that trip. We've got the date set. It's in Nashville, so keep an eye out for that uh, on next week's shows. All right, let's get into a little bit on the basketball front. There was some portal news. First off, Kentucky forward center Lance Ware announced Thursday he will enter the transfer portal to play elsewhere. Lance Ware saw a total of 77 games played with the Kentucky Wildcats. He's played both the four and the five. Uh, you know, a lot of times playing behind Oscar Shibway. He wrote a message to Kentucky fans saying, uh, you know, announcing saying he's entering the portal, but thank you to Big Blue Nation. This is Kentucky's fourth transfer portal loss of the offseason. You lost Severe Wheeler, who's heading to Washington, C.J. Frederick, who's heading to Cincinnati, and Damian Collins, he entered the portal uh, following last season. Wildcats have yet to add a transfer addition this offseason, and that takes us to the Hunter Dickinson news. If you missed this, Hunter Dickinson, the big man from Michigan, officially announced Thursday morning he is going to head to Kansas 
the Jayhawks beat out Kentucky in a competitive recruitment. Uh, Dickinson was kind of trying to hold out hope, wait and see. Is Oscar Chibwe coming back? Is he heading to the NBA? This might be a good sign for Kentucky because they've left the door open for Oscar Chibwe, the former National Player of the Year, to return for his fifth season of eligibility. We know he's got a lot of NIL deals. He's testing the NBA draft waters. He has until May 31st to pull his name out of the hat and maintain his eligibility and come back for another year. So, look, Hunter Dickinson tried to stick it out as long as he could. He had to make a decision on a school. So, I would say maybe this bodes well for Kentucky. Maybe that's a good good sign that Oscar Shibway is not going to get a great grade from the draft. You know, maybe they're thinking he's a high second or something like that. Come back for one more year and see if you can lead Kentucky to a deep tournament run next year. Uh, other news, Jaden Brad- Bradley, the former Alabama star, he is committed to Arizona. The Wildcat program announced his signing on Wednesday. Six foot three, left the Crimson Tide after just one season, started 22 games for the SEC champs, earned a spot on the SEC All-Freshman team, and uh, averaged over six points, three assists, and two rebounds a game. Had a season-best 18 points in the win over Gonzaga back in December. He's a former McDonald's All-American and a big blow for Alabama to lose him after just one year. By the way, circle the calendar, December 20th, the Crimson Tide set to face Arizona out in Phoenix. So Jaden Bradley may want to try to go off against his former team. Georgia basketball, they got a big commitment for the class of 2023. A four-star shooting guard, Blue Kane, recorded as one of the top guards in the class was previously committed to Georgia Tech, six foot four, 180 pounds, goes to IMG Academy. He's rated the top-ranked player in a really good Georgia recruiting class. He's the number 74 overall prospect. He's the number 11 shooting guard, and Georgia now has four commitments from four-star prospects coming in. So uh, Georgia basketball could start to pick this thing up very, very soon. And lastly, Chris Jans, shout-out to him, got a contract extension already to be Mississippi State's uh, head basketball coach through the 2026-2027 season. Not a big surprise. He came over from New Mexico State, uh, led the Bulldogs to the NCAA tournament in year one. They went 21-13, and uh, his base salary will be $3.2 million annually starting next season. His uh, original contract paid him about $2.4 million as a base salary. So shout-out to Chris Jans. Well-deserved getting a race there at Mississippi State. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Thank you guys again for making us your first listen every day. A reminder to subscribe uh, on YouTube and Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever you get our show. Make sure you're subscribed up because we've got some more great guests coming to you over the next couple weeks. Uh, next week, we're going to have another uh, current SEC player joining us. Shout out to Tykees Crawford from Arkansas joined us this week. Of course, we had T.J. Finley on uh, two weeks ago and uh, Greg Brooks from LSU a couple weeks ago. So we continue to go around the SEC. We'll try to get a player on from uh, most of the SEC teams throughout this offseason. So check out Locked on SEC next week. For now, you guys have a great day. This has been Locked on SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.